For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dirt Talk. This one is very exciting. They're all very exciting, but this one is different. I do have a guest, so it's not different in that way, but it's different because I did this one out in the field. So I'm recording this intro back in my home studio, which is a spare bedroom, and i I'm going to put it in front of the interview I did with Mr. Brett Baker. He's a superintendent foreman. He didn't really, we, we talk about that. Uh, he manages a, a large project right now for Rosso Constructors in Tennessee. And since the beginning of all this, I've wanted to interview people out in the field because I hear some crazy stories. And I interview owners, management, that kind of thing, because that's what I love. And this is a very much a selfish endeavor for me. But I know that there's a ton of value um, in, in hearing from the folks out in the field actually doing the work as well. So with that said, I hope you enjoy my interview with Mr. Brett Baker. Here we go. Okay, I am with Mr. Brett Baker. What do you do here? What's your title? I guess I'm like a foreman or a site superintendent, if you want to call it that. Site superintendent? Yeah. That sounds fancier than the foreman. It's just basically a foreman glorified where you got to keep up with all the subs and all the guys and more foremans, you know. So it's just, it's like a glorified foreman, I guess. Yeah. Well, and how old are you? I'm 24. 24? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're you're younger. I, I forget you're younger than me. Yeah, I'll be 25 in June, so I got like six more months, man. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get into all this? So basically, man, whenever I was like 16, um, I worked for my stepdad on a construction crew and we were building roads at the time for a big company in, in Tennessee. And, and we, uh, we pretty much, I hired him as a laborer, begged him for a job for like a year and finally got a summer gig where I could work all summer and shovel curb and it sucked, but it, it taught me a lot really in the end. So and those were 16, I was 16. Yeah. Shit. Also, I just want to make a note too. I'm sitting here with Brett in my pickup truck. We are. Uh, this is the very first. I don't know. Site dirt talk. I've been getting yelled at because I just have er, uh, owners of companies on my podcast. But I thought I'd get some normal people too. Sure. And Brett's pretty normal. Yeah, pretty well, normal. I, uh, I'm red. I don't, yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're normal, normal, but <laughs> yeah, just a little redneck yeah, from West yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. But that's all, man. Um. 
So, but didn't you go, wasn't there some nursing involved? So, yeah, pretty much whenever I started doing summer work with my stepdad, right, on the road crew and stuff, I, st- I started making money. And basically, I was paying for my college. So, I started school and didn't really know what I wanted to be. And uh, I thought nursing was my call, man. And, and uh, <laughs> this this big, broad guy decides to go to nursing school. And it actually went well, man. And and uh, I was within uh, two semesters of, of finishing with a BSN. No so kidding. So I, I was going to be a fully licensed bachelor of science nurse, you know, and, and uh, I had my son. And when I had my uh, son, I, I kind of wanted to make a, a bigger jump as what I was fixing to do. And at the time, I was like, well, I need to work and uh, maybe let his mom graduate. So I decided, you know, I'll just go back to work. So you just dropped out of nursing school? So I, I just dropped out of nursing school, left it where I was at, man, and, and come back to the road crew. Dude, nursing school is not easy either. No, no, it was very hard. No, very hard. I, I dated a girl that was a nurse for a while, and it's it's pretty brutal. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Nursing school, I would say, would probably be the hardest bachelor's degree that you could try to go get. I yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, for a bachelor level yeah. degree, it, it was tough. It was. How tough. did how did you even end up choosing nursing? Man, my brother uh, was born without a kidney, and the other one was reflux, man, and and wow. uh, pretty much had a lot of health complications all of his life growing up. So I was able to watch what everybody did for him, and that's kind of put me where I wanted to be. I thought I wanted to help people in the nursing setting, and, and I did for a while, but I just figured out, man, that's not my calling anymore. I wanted to I wanted to come back out here and move dirt and rot and, and be somebody was my idea. What So what about dirt? gets you going dude everything about dirt gets me going if if i can if i can have trucks banging in and out in a minute you know 40 ton trucks with 336 and you're moving 5,000 yards a day with two trucks in a hole you know just on a site job it's we're not a mining group we're a grading group and and that's completely different people don't understand that you know but it just gets me going just having everything come together and making a difference really well you guys aren't banging trucks out today no it's wet it's wet. So that's why we're talking right now. <laughs> it's wet, like ten inches of rain yeah. in, in five days. So, uh, Jesus. Yeah. So you, how old were you when you had your kid? So I was the day before I turned twenty-one. My son was born. No and, kidding. And that was whenever I made the jump. I was still in school even when my son was born. I kept going to school, you know, and I was I was going to finish out the semester, you know. So really, after I finished out that semester, I went to the instructor and and the director, and I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break for a while. And they said, how long? And I said, well, I think I'm going back to the road, and I think I need to make some money right now for my son. And I did that, and I did that. But the thing was, is I found out my calling wasn't wasn't in the hospital setting anymore. So, did you regret? Going to nursing school? No, like, I, nah. I, I don't regret college, but I also don't think it's a necessity into what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, because I was around some of the best in the grading world, in my opinion, as to what we had. And I was lucky enough, my stepdad was one of the best. And, and I just took everything that they said and just ran with it. As yeah. far as I could go, if I messed up, it was 100 mile an hour. So yeah. I just kept going as far as I could go with it. And I, yeah. I don't regret it at all. I actually, I love it now. So that's, uh, there's a, 336 with a hammer tracking right past us <laughs> i was hoping to get out of the way of some of the noise here but yet they find me every time there's there, i don't know if it's like this for you but i have an amazing ability of parking in the way oh so i'll park my pickup truck in the corner of the site right. and i'll sit there and say there's no way in hell this will ever be in the way yeah. and five minutes later someone's hey can you move your damn truck oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's like a it's like a geotech man yeah, they park yeah, yeah. right in the way every yeah day. yeah whenever you get a company truck you're toast um so you're at rosso now how'd you get to 
Rosso. Man, I, I worked for a big contractor, and I was on an interstate job, and we were working like 30 hours. I mean, yeah. we were working all night long, setting four or 5,000 foot of barrier rail at night, and then stripping topsoil during the day. And and uh, after working every Saturday for so long and missing a lot of my son's early years, man, my stepdad made a jump and, and come to Rosso at the time. And I told him, you know, I think about it, but... Uh, he told me, you know, if you just come down here, it's the right time to get here. We're fixing to blow up. And he was right. I come down here and, and blew up, and, and I've had a lot of success with this company. They're awesome. How long ago was that? That was uh, almost three years ago. Oh, so you've been here a while. So I've been here a little while. I'm employee number 31, So and we have, like, Damn. almost 300 now. So. Yeah, yeah, you've seen this company grow. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. It, it's awesome. What Dylan done with it? man it was slow for him i think in the beginning but yeah. in the last three or four years this place has just exploded with well, work well it, it takes a long time to build what he's built because he hasn't done with any partners or anything right so he's just he's just, had it's to just do him. it all himself yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's just him so it, my respect for him is that he knows how to do it all yeah. he's built the jobs yeah. he's bid the jobs he's you know been one of us out here so that's where a lot of that respect comes from yeah yeah uh going back to the the like having a kid so early did that scare the shit out of you oh definitely man <laughs> definitely you know if you would have asked me when i was 18 if i would have had a kid at 20 or 21 i'd be like dude no i'm yeah. like 30 maybe i'll get married yeah. or one of these days but i got i got lucky man it was it was one of the biggest blessings to me and it helped me grow up really because i needed that at that time in my life because i was a operator at the time yeah you know? yeah and, and, we were uh, just talking about that like an hour ago when I was out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man, whenever I was an operator, yeah. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I'd, I'd work for myself. I don't. I'd probably be toast. Yep. If I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of these boys, they uh, they mess around a little bit. Oh, they do. They yeah. do. But I'll tell you, man, if you can get a bunch of guys that can just work and that are willing to show up, tell you they don't know anything and that they're willing to learn, I would rather have that. You know, every day, every day, because they're going to learn as long as they're hard workers. You know? Yeah going to that you don't necessarily need someone with experience as long as they're just no, ready to show up and get not at all it. not yeah. at all i've yeah. got i've got like two or three guys now that only been here like three months and exponentially growth with those guys so they're they're awesome now have you ever had any problems with your age as far as leading older guys absolutely yeah getting respect out of 40 and 50 year olds when you're like 21 and and you just made foreman on this big yeah. Uh, construction site on the interstate and you're telling them what to do and they're questioning everything you say and hell sometimes you're questioning yourself but you're still running with it no matter what you did you know so at the time i was listening to them but i also had a lot of trouble with the guys even working with me but i just lead by example i'd get in the ditch i'd lay the pipe i'd jump on the machine and it and it helped uh, that's what i i don't have a whole lot of management experience in the field but that's what i I've told everybody is the quickest way to respect is just to get in the ditch. That's it. Grab a shovel and get after it outwork as hard em. as anyone else. Outwork yeah. them. Yeah. Outwork yeah. Em. Especially and if you outwork them. Yeah. Oh, man. And whenever I yeah. first started, that was what it was all about. It was I would get stuff done on a rain day and run back to the boss and be like, hey, man, I'm done. What do you want me to do next? And he's yeah. like, you never heard what eight hours is? You yeah. Know? <laughs> some of these kids, they'll get some construction management degree, get a company pickup truck, and then just hang out in the pickup truck and think that's their job. It's <laughs> that's like, not no, it. no, no, no. That's not how it works. Not at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Don't expect any kind of respect if no. that's what you're doing. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So I always lead by example. You're either standing on the wagon or in front of the wagon. I'm in front of the wagon. Nothing wrong with that. So what, can we go to your day-to-day? -day? Like, what does a typical day out here look like? 
So for me, man, a lot of my planning comes in the mornings. I always stay a couple of weeks in advance of my planning, mm-hmm. but really you look at your condition of your side every morning. So I get here an hour to 30 minutes early every morning. A lot of times looking at the plans, making a plan for what I'm fixing to do, whether I'm laying storm or grading or something like that and, and getting an idea of who I'm going to have there. You know, I may have a guy or two that's out, you know, this covid and stuff going on so yeah trying to schedule around everything that's going on and and putting people in the right places to get it done is kind of what i do a lot in the mornings and uh, which we have our safety meeting six to six thirty and after six thirty man i just take my plan that i had that morning and and kind of just stick everybody where i want them sometimes i'm shorthanded sometimes i'm not you know but yeah. i just i go with it every time I, I plan two weeks in advance and every morning i just make my mind up whether whether I'm fixing to lay pipe all day or whether I'm fixing to grade, you never know in Tennessee. So. Well, yeah, and even you can have your beautiful plan, but day to day it changes. Every I mean, day. Yeah. It, Every it, day. It never goes to plan. Every day. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah that that's a big that's a big struggle, uh, especially where we're at because of the rain and stuff. But yeah. uh, but we make it work. I mean, we're going to dry up fields and we're going to haul dirt no matter what. <laughs> yeah. I, no, that's it's a good mentality. And, 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 like, I've talked to owners about that, like, no one cares if you guys they just want the job done that's it and all the equipment like they're still expecting their payments yeah. and all the vendors are like yeah. everyone's still looking all these guys are looking yeah. to get their paychecks <laughs> yeah. so they don't care uh, they just got to get it done it's my job to make productivity and make sure that my guys are well taken care of if my guys are not well taken care of i can't get a productivity for yeah. them so so uh, can you explain how how bad rain screws you up uh i'll just tell you in in february this year we had 30 inches oh so in the winter and the fall, it's horrible. You get all your all your good work in the spring and in the summer. So yeah. we try to bang it out as hard as we can in the summer. But when the fall hits, we know that once October and September and all that kind of rolls in, we're fixing to get rain and we're going to have to bust it out. So that's just part of where we're at, man. And you've been on this site. You've been fighting with Geotech a little bit as far as your moisture content. Oh right? man, you can you can haul dirt all day long and yeah. like move five thousand yards, but the next day you go down there and 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 do a newt test and you're eighteen percent. He's looking for a fourteen. He's not letting it go. So yeah. then you're ripping up fields and trying to get it dried out as quick as you can go. But the material's beautiful. It holds up well. It's just moisture, man. Fifteen foot cuts. Well, and that's the complexity of site work too. That's it. Like, like today, you could be moving dirt. Like, it's not too right. muddy to just not be moving dirt. Right. But it's too muddy to compact it. That's it. Yeah. That's and it. You'll just get failed. So I can move it, but I would tear up more than what I could fix yeah. in a day's time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and 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 I mean, it's the sun's shining right now, and yet you have trucks sitting. Just because it's like, well, can't do is anything it, with them. Is it sad? I got a D eight, a three thirty six, and two seven forty five. It's it's a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> I might hop on the D eight after this. That's though. fine. Go yeah. ahead. We need we need some of this water chased out. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if I can hit the ground with the blade, but I'll All get right. it. I'll All right. try it's. It. Uh, I always say that if you use that bubble in your ass, you'll figure it out. So, <laughs> so, can you explain the the safety thing? Because I was here a few weeks ago, and you guys actually had a pretty good safety discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how do you get these guys to understand safety? Man, I tell you, because it really like the company companies love to talk about their safety plan. Yeah. It's like great, you have your fucking safety plan. It's all pretty, sure. and you have your software and sure. this and that. But this is where it actually happens. Where I think a lot of people lose sight of safety is they're not listening to their guys. Yeah, they're they're looking at it uh, from kind of like an objective view. And they're not listening to their guys, What you know, the guys that are in the ditch or the guys that's in the dozer, the guy that's in the hole. 
my biggest deal is take our toolbox talks, talk about them. But when you get done talking about them, ask these guys what they're seeing mm-hmm. and take their point of view. Because the guys that I have now, man, they'll, they'll tell me what they see going on. And, I, and it's not snitching or anything like that. It's yeah. just telling me what they're having problems with and, yeah. and what's going on. You know, it could have been, you know, just as simple as it's wet and you can slip off in a trench. You know, I mean, that's fine. That's what I want to know, you know, what you're seeing down there. So I pretty much take our safety plan that we have, talk about it with the guys, explain to them what I want, and have them look out for hazards all day long. And every morning we talk about those. So I really put a lot of it in their hands, I guess. I manage it, but I put a lot of the safety in their hands, and you'll hear them get after each other when it's not safe. So, Well, that's how it should be. I, I Someone just asked me the other day, you know, what do you see with these other companies? And I said the best companies, their safety programs, everyone's involved. That's it's it. Like it. But sometimes you'll cringe a little bit when it's one dude, like, preaching oh. off the corporate you know guidelines yeah. and that's the safety meeting that they call that a safety meeting it's like no it's not a safety meeting at all everyone has to be involved the company i work for it was that way yeah it was it was all manager driven and and the guys had no say and yeah uh, which at the time it hurt i mean we had a lot of accidents back then and and now uh, i'm very blessed but knock on wood we don't have near as many accidents now yeah. Uh, you can add this in the video or not, but yeah. you can tell Tony Strong that I'm still ahead of him. I don't have any accidents. So, well, it, I I just liked how you you went around the circle. It was like 15 guys. It was a good yeah. good group. Yeah. And every single one of them had to mm-hmm. talk about a specific hazard and how they're mitigating it every day. Yeah. Every day. Is in it, and that's another thing. It has to be every day. Every day. Yeah. Remind them. It, it sounds like a broken record. But I got them to now where they'll call out what they see and actually call out people. Now, it may offend somebody, yeah. but at the end of the day, if that was a problem, let's get it corrected and let's go forward. Call it out when you see it, you know? So. Well, it's better to get someone bent out of shape than hurt. I right. Mean, if you want, uh, yeah, maybe their feelings will be hurt for 15 minutes, but yeah. hey, like hold them accountable. That's it. That's and it. it's better than, yeah, yeah missing I, work. And I tell them safety's number one, production's number two, and, and number three that we all get pay raises because we did so good on the job. So yeah, that's, I, yeah, I, I keep yeah, telling yeah. them, don't tear up anything and, and keep yeah. doing everything right, and uh, money will come, you know. What do you have to think about when training up some of these new guys? I mean, how do you how do you look after, like, a guy that's never been on site before coming oh. your way? Because that happens. It happens a lot yeah. around here. Yeah. They give a lot of younger people yes. shots, Rosso. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how do you instill that, that safety mentality in guys that's never been around it before? I pretty much, the safety maintenance that we have helps get them started. Yeah. And then when I do that, I take them with a seasoned guy or just me, and, mm-hmm. I, and I take them in a, whether we're just walking the site and talking about things that you need to watch for. But I'll do that with them for, you know, an hour or so, and then I turn them loose with one of my seasoned guys. Yeah. And I say, mirror this guy today. Do whatever he's got to do. He's going to show you everything that's going on. I've got three or four guys out here, man, that are that are just good as gold. Now, they may not be the most productive, but they've been on sites for forever, and, and they know everything that's going on. So, yeah. you know, just a big shout-out to Easy over there. You know, he's been here three years. Yeah, he's a man. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. And when I got a new guy, he's a little rough on them, but he's the right one to stick them with yeah. because he's going to make sure that they do right. Sometimes you need that. You yeah. need those older guys yeah. that they're yeah, you don't get their respect very easily, but they'll mm-hmm. they'll teach you if you're willing to learn. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good 
That's a good point. I, I, those are probably the guys I've learned the most from. Of yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's where I learned everything from was yeah. these old guys because they're dying out, you know. And, yeah. yeah, I'd like to say that I'm a little new school, you know, to their old school. But the thing is, is it's all got the same principles behind it. Same principles. And yeah. you can't – you have to have thick skin with those guys too. Oh, yeah. And if, especially if they're giving you shit and making fun of you, <laughs> that means that's a good thing. You <laughs> yeah. you want that. Yeah, it happens every day. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. if they're just looking day. at you like they're pissed off, that's, that's, that's not good. You that's don't want it. that. That's it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We grow respect. Yeah. It's a big respect. You know, I, I'll try to lead by example. And, yeah. and those guys try to, you know, they teach me things. Whether I'm, I know something that they don't or they know something that I don't, I always take their opinion. I'm, I'm not the type that's going to trump everything that everybody says. I mm-hmm. want to know what you know. You know, tell me what you know. I can shoot storm boxes in faster than anybody I ever met, and half these guys don't know that. <laughs> I make it easy. Trust the stake till the stake proves you wrong, you know. Uh-huh. So that's one big thing that I'd say I teach a lot of these old guys because, oh, it's elevation, elevation, elevation. Well, that's true. But that surveyor, he's got a job, yeah. and you trust his stake until that stake proves you wrong. So yeah. double-check it before you ever make the first bucket, you know. Well, the plans on, ain't always right. No, percentages. Yeah. You know, engineers love yeah. percentages, and yeah. they're never close. <laughs> no, I went to engineering school. I saw the how the sausage is made, and it's a lot of guessing. Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Whatever I was estimating, I, I got a <laughs> kick out of it a lot of times. You'd be looking through all those plans. And uh, you see some of those percentages. You look at top of cast inverts, and you're like, no, 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 it's no, not happening. <laughs> yeah, if you're standing right there, you could have been like, yeah, you idiot. Yeah. This isn't going to work. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. But now it's all in the engineer. It's yeah. all in the engineer. So. Yeah. And, and you need them to build you the got job. To. You yeah. got to. You don't yeah. want to be the one calculating water flow. and I don't want to be the one hung for all the problems, really. Yeah. I'm going to build well, a per plan, and, yeah. and you let them deal with yeah. all the design, you yep. know. Um, as far as estimating goes, because you spent about a year in the estimating office, yeah. how did that change how you build the job? Oh, completely, dude. So I see a lot of foremans, all right? You see mm-hmm. a lot of these foremans or even superintendents that, that never really estimated or some companies hide that information from you, right? Oh, most of them do. Right. Yeah, and it so, drives me nuts. So this is what's crazy. Say you're moving dirt, right? You got a dozer in the cut and you know, got a dozer in the field and you're running trucks. How much does that dozer in the cut really need to run? Yeah. If you got a 10-foot cut, how much does that dozer really need to run? Yeah. You know, does it need to run all day? Not really. So I tell you what it taught me was back in the day, I'd run everything. Put every machine out there, run it no matter what, and not know what I had in anything. Mm -hmm. So after estimating, I was able to take what I knew what I had in something. And whenever I come out to the job, I knew, hey, I'm going to cut that dozer off and make a little bit of money off of it. You know, maybe I'm only going to run it two or three hours. Because some of these companies, when they crank their machine, it's on. Mm -hmm. Not us. Yeah. My field dozer, I'm liable to dump 10 or 20 loads before I knock down a load. And people say, how do you do that? And I'm saving hours. You know, at the end of the day, that D8's expensive to run. Yeah. Well, but a lot of people, they make mistake of if they see the machine running, yeah. they think they're making money. And they're not. And it's not they're that not. way. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're not. Yeah. You know, if, they're, if there's not a load of dirt moved and they're running that D8, they're losing money yeah. no matter what you do. So. Well, and, and the funny thing with moving dirt is, like, you're only paid to move it once. That's it. So you're pushing it back and forth. That's it. You're not making any money on that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, the way you estimate things versus the way you actually build them are completely different. Mm -hmm. Just for this side, in instance, you know, we bid this thing for stripping topsoil six inches all over this thing. I know we did. I was helping bid on it. And, uh, man, there was topsoil out here 40 foot deep. Yeah. There were stockpiles out here. So then when you get out here and you see the ground you got and you're like, I want to help out this owner. I want to help out this good, you know, this guy we're working for. And. 
and uh, what are we going to do? And well, we went over on our topsoil a little bit. Well, that's fine. Let's make sure we're going to figure it out because yeah. a model in the office and and what goes on in the job are completely different. And that's a big thing. Well, but before your SMA experience, you were probably looking at it like this motherfucker. That's like, it. Looking at the cost, like what the hell did he do here? They have lost their fucking. And then mind. and that's then it. now you know you're basically just guessing the entire SMA process it. and just making it up. I tell you, sometimes you regret like with this job. You know, a pot was going into the ground pretty fast, you know, like 180, 200 foot a day, you yeah. know. And I get out here and hit rock, and we're laying like 120 foot a day. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, something's yeah. going wrong. Yeah. I've done it wrong. But, you know, if you save on your trench blast and, and, and you play your cards right, you can you can make it balance out well. So that's what we hope for. And at the end, we'll figure it out. And every month, we just keep a good pace on it and then track yeah. it as we go so well and you don't need to win on every cost code either no. you just need to win no bot- to win bottom overall. line yeah win overall. At the end of the, yeah win overall you know yeah. my biggest deal is is to put out a good product in a very productive time frame and if i can do that every time then i'm happy and my guys get a full week uh i'm big on my guys yeah that, I, i'd say going from estimating back to the field my biggest thing now is taking care of my help but because before i worked for a big company you just hired more people and you hired more people and to be honest the people are dying out yeah this is a dying breed i'd rather go to high school graduation and hire them now than than to even pick up a 50 year old that's scared to grab a shovel at the end of the day no so. i agree yeah and and you know you might be able to lay pipe quicker than anyone but you sure as shit couldn't do anything on your own right yeah right yeah right <laughs> And uh, we're very blessed, man. We have uh, Dylan. Dylan's kept us with the best equipment and stuff like that. Yeah. So these guys, as long as I keep them under my wing and tell them, if you take care of me, I'll take care of you and, and take care of this machines. We'll keep getting nice machines, and mm-hmm. which I don't tell them that all of our machines are nice. I just tell them that we'll get the crappier ones if y'all don't take care of them. Yeah, you know? yeah. But they're all yeah. really nice. So. Yeah, I think there's like there's one turd in the fleet it's that old d6 the old 6r yeah, yeah the old 6r but it's still a very nice machine that's where i learned on man yeah it was just the old beat up dozer yeah. and, and you jack off the blade all day long i don't <laughs> want to it sounds kind of bad but that's what you do and that, yeah. that teaches you so much more man i run a i run a slope with a d5m whenever i kind of first started and it had a little fingertip steer controls and if anybody knows anything about the dozers, when you barely pull one of those fingertip controls, it like goes into free spin. So if you're on a steep slope, you'll spin to the bottom of it. I mean, it just circles all the way to the bottom. And uh, that's what I kind of learned on was that stuff. And it was rough, but it helped me now. So now whenever I get on a 6K or 6N or 8T or something, I got so much more respect for that machine because it's so much better than what I started with. So, yeah. Yeah. Now going to Dylan and Rosso, there's a, not too long ago where you thought the grass was greener i did and I did. so and so you left the company i did and then you came back to the company I did. not long after that i did <laughs> so i did about what'd two you fo- learn about two phone calls with dylan stevens i figured it out that <laughs> that uh, i may have made a bad decision uh at the time i got a little overwhelmed with what was all going on i had a lot of work we had a lot of work going on we didn't have enough guys and at the time i didn't realize that i was just trying to make the next step yeah. and they were trying to hire more guys and hire more guys and i was kind of like the same thing i am now like a site superintendent just deal with subs and and some foremans that come work for you and stuff like that yeah and uh yeah so we were out there on a job and i get a phone call and keith's like hey you know we're fixing to add these other couple jobs we need to get some guys out there and i was like okay i'll get these jobs going no matter what i'll get these guys out there 
And what I learned was, like, I didn't have enough managers. I just had operators. Mm -hmm. And I just had operators everywhere, and I didn't have enough managers. I got really overwhelmed and kind of got behind and started hating my job because I was stressed all the time, working six days a week when I thought I was only going to work five. And I pretty much just got overwhelmed and and didn't tell anybody anything until it was too late. And by the time it was too late, I was ready to jump. So I jumped. Dude, and that's – I talk about our people – I talk about our people all the time, like, hey – if you're frustrated about something, you let's talk just about talk about it. Talk because, about it. like, most people that leave companies, like, it could have been fixed Every if time. you would have talked about Every it. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's good help. Yeah. So yeah. my fault in that was I should have took a vacation and I should have uh, went and talked to my, you know, talked to Dylan or talked to Keith yeah. about that kind of stuff that was mm-hmm. going on at that time. I needed a vacation real bad. So pretty much I went to the house, man, for a couple of weeks. I had another job lined up, which I figured out that a lot of these owners are crooked as shit. Oh, yeah. So one yeah. of that guys started crawfishing like hell, and that was cool because at the time I really wasn't feeling it neither. So I got out of that situation and pretty much went and helped this guy do some do some heavy equipment work back home for a few weeks. and. I think Dylan called once. I talked to him, and I think he called again on a second phone call, whatever I talked to him. I was like, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. What you want me to do? I, I think I even called him one day. I, I can run the dozer. You know, I was just, yeah. I'll just do anything that you want me to do. So, no, he uh, he was great to me. I, I come back, and it wasn't just a few months. He stuck me in the office estimating, and that was awesome, too, just having that experience. So, well, so what's your advice to Young Bucks? I think the grass is greener somewhere else. Man, talk to people about your problems. You know, if it's money, talk to them. Because a lot of people won't even talk about money. You know, I can understand when I first come to this company, I about missed a house payment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to go back to where I was at. I hated where I was at. And I talked about it, and and the money was fine. The money came. So it, it was just me avoiding, you know, those situations is where I went wrong. So if I had to give some advice to everybody is, talk about your problems to everybody that's going on maybe i can help you maybe i can't but i'm not going to stop you from bettering yourself i want you to better yourself here but if you can't i understand well and you have to take responsibility for yourself too yeah and it's like a lot of times i mean yeah should people kind of maybe something's up like yeah ideally they would be like hey what's up what's going on that doesn't really happen though like you're the one that has to say hey there's a problem here yes I need to do something yes, about it. Absolutely. And if you don't, if you don't do that, then don't expect anything to change. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I struggle with that with a lot of guys. You know, some of these guys come in and swear they know everything, and yeah, you find out real quick. You know, they don't know everything. They're the, they're the ones you got to look out for. <laughs> they're the ones you got to watch out for. But yeah. I'd say for the most part, we get a lot of guys that will come out here if they don't know something, they'll tell you, and and I like to know that so I can teach them the way we do things. Yeah. You know? Um. Now you said. You know, going going home, you live quite a ways away from here. Yeah, a couple hours away, about 150 miles from where we're sitting. And so you stay here during the week. Yeah. And you go home on the weekends. I was very blessed that uh, Dylan's made it where I could stay up here, and, and that helped a lot. It hurts being away from family. I wish we had a lot of work in West Tennessee. And yeah. even whenever I was estimating, I was estimating a lot of stuff in West Tennessee. But uh, <laughs> I was just trying my best to get closer to home. But, yeah, uh, but yeah man, you know. Uh, I've got a camper out there, and I stay in a camper out in uh, Bradyville, so it's kind of close to Murfreesboro. And, and uh, yeah, we stay out there, and I just work up here all week and just make it work that way. So I'm very blessed that he takes care of me that way. So Yeah, and uh, how have you been able to balance that, 
you know, going away for work versus the family? Because it does wear on you. Oh, it wears on you. But I tell you, with the with the weekends, the way we do things around here, mm-hmm. if, if you can't get productivity on a Saturday, why do we do it? Yeah. So most Saturdays we don't work. Yeah. So having that whole weekend time to go home helps a lot. So going home, seeing my son's my number one thing. I've got a grandmother that's 86 year old, and I got a grandfather that's 87 year old, and the other two are not far behind them. So yeah. just being able to go home and spend time with the family that you have left with them, because I was raised, you know, my parents worked all the time. We didn't have much but a pot to piss in whenever we grew up. Yeah. But uh, but my grandparents, I spent a lot of time with them, and now they're getting old and they're dying off, and I got a son that I want him to know their great grandparents. And so just kind of balancing that work life ratio and understanding that. You, you know, you don't live to work. You work to live. Mm-hmm. And and Dylan's whole motto on that is what I really like is that he talks about how you need that time with your family first. Yep. And work comes second. You know, so it just always helps. On he like we've talked at length about that because he's built that into this company. Yeah. And man, he's he's with his family all the damn time. All like the he, time. He prioritizes his family. He's like, I want everyone else to live like this too. He's the best manager. You look at how he structures his company and he puts people in the right places. Yeah. Just because I'm not estimating now, that was smart on his part. Yeah. He knew that I was better at building jobs. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it didn't hurt my feelings at all. It would have hurt my feelings if they fired me, but they didn't fire me. And yeah. It was like, go back to the job. I was like, hell yes. Yeah. I'm back yeah. at home out here, man. You know, I'm redneck as hell. All I want to do is run equipment and, and make shit happen. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but you learned what you needed to learn. I learned what I needed to learn. Yeah. Bad. I needed yeah. to know that. I needed to know that. And I'm able to share that now going yeah. forward. So a lot of times these guys out here ask, why do we do it like this? Why can't we just go grab this machine and do this? And I'll say, we don't have money in it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. We don't have money in it. Let's do it how we have money in it. It may take us a little longer, but I promise you, versus cranking that other machine and coming down here and trying to double up on everything, we're yeah. going to spend way more, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, you, you you now understand the big picture. That's it. Rather than just what's right in front of you. I thought yeah. that everybody in the office didn't do anything, to be honest. Yeah. I thought that they all sat in there on their computers, but Dude, whenever I was yeah. putting 15 hours on a computer every day while I was in there... I was like, nope. Even even eight hours in office it's feels rough. like fifteen in the it's field. Rough. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Looking at ag tech for eight hours. Oh, and you know everybody in the field. God help like, me. Oh, those guys in the office, they don't know nothing. Blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. I'll tell you, when you go to modeling and trying to phase a job based off of it now. I had a little help because I come from the field. I was able to kind of like yeah, use that. Yeah, Not yeah. everybody has that, yeah. and that hurts a little bit, but. If you could be somebody that knows something that's going on, it's like the estimators we had. I was able to tell them a little bit of my experience, and they were able to tell me a lot of their software experience that I was lost as hell with mm-hmm. that I was able to pick up, like ag tech. Ag tech is rough. I don't it's care rough. who you are. I don't think I ever figured it out. Well, I used it for two years. I, I love vectorization. Use vectorization as much yeah, as you can yeah. and learn the F keys. If you're doing ag tech, learn the F keys. <laughs> you figure those out, you'll be all right. Yeah. It is funny the the us versus them mentality though of the office folk versus the field folk because oh, it's yeah. like, you know, you guys in the field are here because of the office people. That's it. And like you, and you like getting a paycheck. Yeah. yeah. It, it, no, you can't work without no, one another. You it can't. doesn't. It you doesn't. Can't. Like that mentality doesn't serve anybody. Not at all. So at it's all. like you like getting a paycheck every every week. You've got to have How do you think people. that happens? Well, yeah. overhead is something that's going to come with growth. Yeah, you know, I've, and, well, I've been learning that. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. You're backed up, but yeah. uh, but I'll tell you, it, it's putting the right people in the right places. You know, I think our office got a lot of people that's in the right places. Yeah. So, and that helps. And in the field, I don't have a doubt in my mind, most of these people are in the right places. Now, yeah. some of these operators are going to move up quick. I've got two or three right now that will probably move up in the next year. Is it going to be sad whenever my crew is kind of 
down and out, but you know, it, it's no big deal. At the end of the day, we just I want people to move up and get better. So yeah. Oh, well, not not everyone wants to move up either. I've realized not everyone has like I have the mentality of all right, what's next? What's next? Yeah. What's and some people just they just want to run a dozer. That's it. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, man. If you like running a dozer, do it. It's a good gig. Do yeah. it. I'm yeah. a dozer man. That's, yeah. I'll just tell yeah. you. Uh, my cousin that that's my operator you do a lot of shout outs for dylan mcbride man yeah he, he can bang them out on a traco i put him up against anybody oh man i can't run a traco like he can but i'll smoke him in a dozer every time yeah, so yeah. it's just having everybody's own niche you know so uh, he's yeah he can move dirt uh, we load those 745s in about 55 seconds yeah with the 336 with the 336 yeah yeah you know how many buckets that is i don't uh, know i lost count oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i'm probably i don't know i'm probably six five or six nine 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 buckets 55 seconds holy shit yeah yeah that's less than 10 seconds a bucket no he he yeah, moves that's good yeah, that's yeah. Good. but he knows how to do it we we learn from uh you know keith mcbride him being in our lives all our life yeah he stayed on top of us and even to this day is is really rough with us not like you know just all the time into us but he's all the time pointing out the flaws yeah and that helps so much you yeah. know loading trucks you know, a lot of people say they drive by load and outload you, but I'll just tell you, we back trucks in and I'll smoke you. Mm-hmm. You know, we just back trucks in. And, and whether dozers, we run in first gear, you don't even need second gear. And people are like, yeah. what? You don't run dozers in second gear? It's like, by the time you put two undercarriages on yours, I only have one on mine. And we'll see who spends the most money by the time we get to the end. And again, big picture, they don't even understand that an undercarriage costs money oh my god yeah i don't even know how much it costs for that eight but i know it's high it ain't cheap yeah <laughs> no, it's not cheap it's not cheap so yep but no it, it it helps a lot surrounding yourself with people that are really good yeah and i was lucky enough to uh my stepdad was amazing he was general superintendent at a big company and even here he's vice president over operations and every day i learn something new from him but one of these days i'm going to teach him a little of the new school and, and he'll get away from that old school stuff but uh, I think you need to balance the two. I yes. think because I think next generation they do have some things to teach sure. older guys, especially like the. I know you guys use a lot of software. Oh man, absolutely! It doesn't make your job easier. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got the the AgTech that you can walk around on the job and and see. I forgot what it's AgTech 3D. There's Access. That's yeah, what it's called Access. Yeah, you can go out with an iPad on the job and pretty much see everywhere you're at. You know. Yeah, so. but you use you use the. Um, like heavy job quite a bit oh love heavy job yeah love heavy job cost analysis and tracking all that stuff if any companies are not using it and they're going by paper they're messing up already you need to know that stuff every day because we catch it quick you know if we laid 50 foot of pipe and we had six guys on a pipe crew it's like whoa whoa, whoa. six guys on a pipe crew too many we only laid 50 foot what was wrong let's yeah. fix it now yeah instead of going all week laying 50 foot every day and having too many people and figuring it out a week later well and a lot of a lot of companies they they do do it, you know, and, and they'll leave it up to the office to figure that out. All oh, the productions are way off this week, and then they adjust. They right. don't give the data to the people in the field right. and allow, and then allow them to make the decisions themselves. Sure, sure, sure. yeah. I've, so we we yeah. uh, capitalize on that every day. Yeah. Now, after ten inches of rain, you're not really going to make just a whole lot of money coming no. out of the start, you know. But uh, as long as you grab that and you take off with it and try to do whatever you can do to try to make it back up, it it works. That that heavy job having it 
working on it every evening, you know, turning time and doing analysis on everything that you're doing and even planning ahead. You can plan a day ahead and, and yeah. estimate what you're going to have in it, you know, and figure out if you're going to make money or lose money. So, But even, and, and even if you know you're going to lose money in a day, you might keep guys on to give them hours. That's it. Because, I'm again, big picture, yeah, you want to take care of them. Yeah. And then when it does count, they're going to produce for That's you. That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm going to take care of them when it's slow and they'll take care of me when it's fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I stay after them. My biggest thing, I, I would say, take care of your guys, number one. But know when to be a manager. You know, a lot of the old school says, don't even talk to your guys. I disagree. Yeah. Uh, if Keith was sitting here right here, right now, he'd be mad about it. But I'll just oh, tell yeah. you, no, I'll just I tell you, if you don't get some camaraderie in your crew, yeah, you're not going to have a crew. Yeah. You're going to go through guys. So. It's it's a balance. You do have to be an asshole every once in a while. Sure. You know? hold the line and yeah. you know this is where we need to be guys yeah. here's the standards that's it but you don't have to be an asshole all the time not all the time yeah i always tell them between 6 30 and 6 30 you know i may be an asshole but at 6 31 or 6 50 yeah. or 6 29 in the morning i'm gonna rub your head and love you so yeah. uh, most of these guys I, i'll do anything for us they call me when they get out of here i'll be there you know so i don't know just just showing them that respect and yeah. getting that respect from them so well i guess to wrap up here what advice do you have for young bucks looking to get after it bust your ass bust your ass I, man easy as that I, i've been so lucky to always ask for more i remember when i first come here i told dylan i was like i'm not always going to be on the job I'm not always going to be a job i'm going to move up whether it's here or somewhere else well he yeah. gave me an opportunity to move up but yeah. what he showed me is and taught me is that it's not always greener on the other side whether i try to leave or whatever but if you bust your ass no matter what you do and I always tell people when you see something going wrong or you know, if you got an issue telling somebody and moving forward with that, man, it'll always shake out for you. I've got a guy right now that's working for me. He doesn't know a whole lot, but he busts his ass every day. And you yeah. give him five years, he'll be somewhere. He'll be somewhere. So that's my whole mentality. Bust your ass every day. Do right by the company, and they'll do right by you. So Yeah. And and ask for the opportunity when the time's right. That's it. Yeah. Ask for the opportunity. I will. Yeah. I ask for the opportunity all the time. Yeah. That was my biggest deal, so. Yeah, and that's, uh, again, I, I've told people that so many times. Like, they're not going to just reach out and give it to you. Not at all. you got to earn the respect first and then ask for it. Yes. And they'll give you the chance. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So bust your ass and, and pester the shit out of them, and it'll happen, I promise. There you go. It'll happen. I, I remember yep. telling somebody, uh, we had a foreman one day. Uh, that called out sick or whatever, and they was like, all right, Brett, you want to run the crew today? You can run the crew. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. You know, so I got out there, and I busted my ass, and I think I whooped his production yeah. all day long, you know. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the day, you know, it was only like three or four weeks later, they offered me a former's job. And it was after one dude called out sick, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I just got the opportunity, and when I took that opportunity, I ran with it. So my advice is, is bust your ass, whether you're owning your own business or, or running your own job or you know, superintendent or estimating or project manager, or, just bust yeah. your ass at whatever you do, and you it'll got a shovel. It'll fall in. Yeah, I, I, I bust my ass shoveling yeah. tracks every evening. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, it's all part of it. So, all right, man. Well, I guess I'll let you get back to your uh, fucked up <laughs> storm drain line I'll over there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah, so, thanks for shooting the shit with me. I'll get back over there. Hopefully, the audio is not too screwed up because it's the first time I've ever done it in the field. And then. Uh, I might go get on a hoe and mess around a little bit. Come on. Or the Come dozer. On. I don't I need some therapy time. I need some stuff done. So Oh, I don't know if I'll actually do anything, but That's all right. I'll, I'll do, something. do something. I don't know if it'll be worth anything do though. Something. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. So okay. All right, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Okay, everybody. I hope that was a good time for you. I hope that was time well spent. If it was, 
if there was something that had you going, aha, or, oh man, Jimmy needs to hear this one, send it to Jimmy. Even if he doesn't have a smartphone, maybe play it for him on yours. Just somehow share the podcast. That's all I ask. I just spent my morning uh, doing this, and I have a lot of other things to do. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if no one was listening or sharing it, but it's a huge help. I'm trying to deliver as much value as possible, trying to get these stories out there to as many individuals as possible, and I cannot do it without your help. So please share it, and I will see you on the next one. Stay dirty out there.